So, who's hungry for seagulls? I would love a meatball sandwich. A meatball sandwich appears in your hand. <laughs> what? Nice. No joke. This is like in canon, in fiction, a meatball sandwich appears in your hand, and there's a tiny little there's a tiny little tree branch sticking out of it. Boy, I'm worshiping the wrong god. <laughs> when you all got up in the the next morning, um, Axel was gone. His room looked like someone had slept in it, uh, but it also looked like nobody had left. His pack of gear was still there, but he he was nowhere to be found. Mr. Mm. Webby rushes up to the bed and stabs it to make sure it's not a mimic. (laughs) (laughs) So these beds are down beds? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, they're down mattresses. Tell me more. Mr. Webby rushes to Gob's room and goes, Wait, no! And starts stabbing the bed. Just in case Mr. Webby's just gonna stab every single bed in the hotel. Oh god. Um you're stopped after the third one by <laughs> by the horrified yeah. in in pain for these beds, Mr. Webby. They could have been mimics. We slept in them all night! I wanna find a blacksmith to get my uh, spirit dagger made for my metal rod. In the Quell Marketplace, there's a blacksmith um, just down the street from the Aeolian, actually. The little elf who's, like, managing it at the time um, watches you come in, and he's like, Oh, hi. Hi, and welcome. Uh, welcome to my shop. Yeah, welcome to... Well, it's not my shop, actually. It, it belongs to my, to the guy who owns it, but I'm, I'm just here running it today. Uh, what, can I, what can I do for you, sir? Uh, what's your name? My name is uh, Shixwell Durai, and I'm an elf from a small village up north, but I, I live here now. Well, I'm Roran. Hi, Roran. It's very nice to meet you. I'm Shixwell Durai, an elf from a small community up north, but now I live here. <laughs> <laughs> this kid needs to die. <laughs> <laughs> there's so many of you. There's so there's like five of you in here. What can I do for you all? You're all in this shop. I run. I, I'm running the shop today. What can I do for you? Are you yourself a blacksmith? I'm looking to get a dagger made. Why? Yes, yes, I am. I was trained by, by many good blacksmiths up up north where I used to live. There's a, a blacksmith, uh, wizard village, so I can actually do artificing as well. What can I do for you? I live here now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <shit. laughs> I'm sorry, Shix. Where did you say you live? <laughs> I'm from. Oh God. <laughs> I'm from a small village called Racknash up north above Lake Pactan. And I, li- I live here now. I I live here since I left there because I... We get my, that, buddy. We tra- get that. Okay, so... I'm very happy to... How can I serve you? I'm very happy to serve. <laughs> I need this metal rod turned into a dagger. I could do that within, within five hours. Do you want it to be a functional dagger or a pretty dagger? Functional. I can do a functional dagger. Do you have 600 gold? Um, I think so. Jeez, that's pretty fucking steep. Well, this is a very magical item, sir. And and magical items require very much care. Extra care means extra gold. So it helps me talk to souls. Uh, when it's still a dagger, I'll still have that power. Yeah, absolutely. I, I can... I can make sure that it turns into a usable dagger and doesn't lose its its ability to channel souls' voices into it. Changing the shape of a magical item and not just taking one magical item and putting it onto a, another item, but actually changing the shape of it can sometimes produce other magical effects. Well, is, isn't it how Senjak is the tiefling commune? Yes, that's where the tiefling commune is, yes. Okay, so uh, yeah, that's that's where I'll want to go, but um, I'm not in a rush. I'm going to roll a investigation check for like some monuments for demon head place it's essentially a giant bronzed uh diorama showing this um battle that happened um between this huge uh army of tieflings it depicts the city and this like a big cloud looking thing outside of the city gates and then like there's the army within the gates was this a long time ago um yeah it was long long before even the cornid wars broke out and the cornid wars you guys know lasted for like uh like Two or three hundred years. While you guys are in the square looking at this diorama and kind of like reading a little bit about it, there's a really super old uh, tiefling man. He looks over and he points a shaking finger at Korak and he's like, I, uh, it can't be you. Oh, what are you doing? And then like, as he's like still doing that, someone goes, oh, okay. All right. And like kind of pushes him back and ushers him away. It's like, all right, you've had a little too much time out today. It's time to go back to Senjak House. I right, address the party and if, hey guys, if I ever get that old and see now, just fucking kill me. Want to die young and with my mind and possibly inebriated, but not like that. He's being like led away 
um, with like a group of other really old tiefling people, and they're like put onto like a magic carpet looking thing. You can guess just by hearing what the the handlers were saying that they're heading back to Senjak House. Roran, your stone of far speech starts to vibrate a little bit, and you hear, "Where'd you guys go? Can you hear oh, me? Shit. Oh, Where'd you guys go? <laughs> it's lonely over here. <laughs> I had to Is eat a whale. Jelly? Yeah, yeah. Oh my god, you guys are back. Oh my god, you're back." Kelly, oh, oh, I've been so lonely. Been <laughs> where so long, have you guys. been? I don't, where have you been? You've been gone for two months. At this realization, Roran is literally on the ground laughing. <laughs> He's still in the same spot. Well, I mean, not all the time. Uh, I was, I hung out, I hung out with the people here at the, at the weird, the really weird town that you guys like so much, the Scrawled Mandan. And there was like this weird explosion out in the forest and everyone got kind of freaked out but then life went back to normal because it's kind of a weird town anyway. And then they did, they kind of ran out for food for me so I had to like go to the ocean and eat some like lots of fish and lots of seagulls too actually. Webby, you'd be really proud of me for that one. And then I had to I had to eat a whale once and that kept me, that you know what, I still got Whoa. the whale carcass on board so I, I can eat that for a while. Where are you guys? Uh, we're in Harp Cry. Do you know where that is? Oh yeah, heck yeah, I know where that is. You want me to come pick you up? Yeah, come meet us. You were actually stopped by another tiefling man. You guys are the, the Mr. Sari and his liberators? Is that who you guys are? I was told to find a spider uh, standing up on two I'm legs. I'm a spider. Why, Mr. Sari and the liberators? That's just the word around town. I don't really know. Hey, listen, my name's Tilden. Uh, I work for Primark. Who wants to talk to you guys? You guys don't know Primark? We're new to these parts, oh, friend. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, Primark, he's a real helpful guy. He came from up north, uh, brought a lot of money, brought a lot of jobs, got a lot of people working, creating a, his own little society, uh, gained quite a bit of power, and uh, he wants to talk to you guys. And I'm not trying to sound threatening, but usually people don't say no to him. Nothing bad happens to people who do, just I'm just saying. Right. So we'll go visit him as soon as we can. Can he wait five hours? Yeah, <laughs> looking for a dagger. Yeah, we can wait five hours. Yeah, that sounds good. Asa, is this town like mostly tieflings, or is it kind of rare to see one type? It is definitely like primarily tieflings in this town. You guys go ahead and head on over to House Senjak. You start like realizing that you're in a new borough of the city. It's set up to be very readable, and like things are easy to find, and the text is really big, and there's a lot of like nostalgia-inducing colors. Oh, jeez. Is this a retirement home? Exactly. It's a retirement, like, town. You want me to ask around try to find you a real estate agent? I don't know. It's meant for caring for very old um, tieflings, and that's actually a sign um, that kind of introduces you guys into this area, is that this is the place where um, old, you know, members of the tiefling community come when they get too old to function otherwise. And it was set up by the Senjak Foundation, citing Kirk and Senjak, who is general of the tiefling army that saved the city so, so, so long ago. Is there a registration building that might have, like, a list of names or residents? Or... Yeah, there's, like, a like an office building. You guys walk in, and there's a, a an older... She's not, like, as old as, who you, as some of the people who are, like, living here, but she's definitely, like, on the older side. Um, as you walk in, she looks up at you guys. Do you have any flying magic carpets? Uh, my community has 12 flying carpets. They are currently all uh, in use. But if you would like to rent one later, maybe we can arrange that. I don't know about magic carpets, but a, uh, a wise woman from Master's Point told me I might be able to find my mother here. <gasps> Your Kandros! Uh, what is the, what is that name come to mind? You're the man who fought alongside my great grandfather. Ah! Uh, do I look I... that old? No, you don't look old at all. In fact, you look exactly how I remember my great grandfather describing you. My name's Korak. Uh, I come from the the central continent and land of the Jin. Uh, been a few places, met a few people, but yeah, I don't know my mother's name. I don't know her last name. I don't know when she displaced me to Master's Point, but I was hoping to find some answers, but I'm pretty confused now. There's no reason to be confused, dear. You're him. You're the one. Uh, how does that, how does that work? Uh, and she, like, bends over and rummages for a minute in this counter that she's staying behind, and, uh, and she brings up this, this drawing of, like, it's a really good sketch that was done 
and it looks pretty, pretty old. This is a picture of my great-grandfather, Kirk and Senjak, and his lieutenants. You guys are looking at this picture, and there's a bunch of other tieflings. Uh, a lot of them you don't recognize. There's two faces you do recognize. One of them is Korak, and the other one is Tali Voss. And uh, this is what, this is over 200 years old from that, that army? In fact, if you ask her that, she's like, oh, no, this picture was drawn longer than that. Uh, it, it's, it's been probably uh, 1,500 years, maybe? I see you have a copy of this. Do you know, is, is there anybody in town I could hire to perhaps produce another copy? The only person around who might be able to do something like that for you would be Sabaton, but you... <laughs> I wouldn't recommend talking to him. He's not, he's very temperamental, and well, I try not to, you know, immerse myself in rumors and gossip, but he does have a reputation for being quite ruthless. Hmm. Oh, maybe I'll get along with him. Maybe not. Um. Well, I mean. Hmm. 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 Whatever. <laughs> what What did the story say about, uh, about Kandoros? Did he just, did he just die of his age, or? Does anybody know what happened to him? No, Kandros died in the battle for the city. And that's why it's so strange to see you here, but I, you are undoubtedly him. Do you all disagree? Multi-shoulder shrug. I'd like to do an arcana check on this picture, see if it's legit. There's actually no magical aura about this um, photo. Looking at this, it seems like a very old copy from what I can tell. This is probably a, a hundred years old at least. Wait, uh, where even is Tali? That's what I was going to ask. That's, yeah. yeah. Uh, that morning, she had told you guys that she needed to go out and do some stuff with the Iron Vigil people that she's there with. Uh, did she did, did she say goodbye to me personally? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she knocked on your door uh, that morning when she, she was leaving. She left you um, her, like, Stone of Far Speech frequency so you can get in touch with her. Oh, really? Okay. Is there, like, a FaceTime feature on that rock? Because I got some <laughs> shit I gotta show her. Hey, you never told me you were 1,500 years old when we slept with each other. Like, If you, like, picked up and just said that, like, hey, excuse me. <laughs> she, she just, like, you just hear her voice, like, what? I'm out of town. We're doing a patrol. What are you? What? I'm, I'm 1,500 years old? Oh, no. Um, That was... um. Did they say that? Uh, no, that was that was Mr. Webby uh, saying that. That wasn't me. Um, listen, anyways, I found a really interesting uh, drawing I want to show you um, when you're done with your patrol. And also, um, apparently we're both really old, and apparently I'm a reincarnation of somebody, and I don't know what's going on. And you hear, you hear Tali's voice come back. It's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> uh, never mind. Let me know when you're available. We'll be back in town in, like... Like six hours. Maybe we should find that old man that recognized you in the square. All right, so here's the deal. I wonder if he was gonna. Uh, I've put a lot of thought into it, and I think I'm gonna uh, do some doing, like, mid recap uh, retcon here, cool. just so you guys are all aware. Uh, Wizards of the Coast did indeed make the game, so I'd like to stick somewhat to my principles. Um, also, considering having really long living tieflings would have some confliction with some other things I've made uh, in canon in the story. So here's the deal. Um, she's not the great-granddaughter of Kirk and Senjak, this woman that you were talking to behind the counter. Uh, indeed, um, she is a, a relative of him. He was her ancestor, uh, but she would have addressed him as such. The image she showed you was hanging on the wall behind her. Oh, and no. she told you that it was there to um, honor the foundation of uh, Kirk and Senjak for uh, his soldiers. This was their first encampment, and it, you know, turned into a tiefling community, which then turned into a like a retirement village, etc., etc., etc. Anyway, I'm trying not to spaghetti too much uh, in here last second. But, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll just okay, stick so with that. There, there's been a lot of tiefling generations that have happened in the 1500 years. That is a solid number, though. It was indeed 1500 years ago. Okay, thanks for listening to this mid-recap <laughs> mid retcon. That's great. Cool. Go me. And now I'll get you back to the regular program. <laughs>
I'm very interested to know what's going on with my actual identity, but at the same time, I don't really know where to start in this community, or if it's re really even going to help us with anything, like... I mean, it explains a little bit more about Garrisil, I suppose, that he had a little more involvement in what was going on in this part of the world, quite possibly. Maybe the Primarch knows something. What do you know about that Primarch outside? He's been quite good to us, actually. He came in uh, some months ago and helped helped relieve the supply lines that have been uh, diminished ever since. If, I mean, for for quite a few years, it's it's been it's been tough down here. Uh, with the changelands stopping almost everything from coming in, so he actually single-handedly helped to uh, relieve the pressure on all of us uh, by by allowing the flow of supplies. How long has he been outside the city? Uh, he's been he's been in town for a, about maybe maybe three weeks. It's just out of the kindness of his heart, he just cares about this this part of the world. Or go talk to the Primarch. I appreciate the information, and thanks for blowing my mind and all that fun stuff. Good to see you, Kandros. Oh boy, I'm never gonna get used to that. Okay. You guys head back over to the smithy, which is actually just called Smithy, because I should have had a name picked out by now. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Smithy's. Outside, Mr. Webby's gonna make a little, like, Charlotte's Web, and it's gonna say, um, like, Smithy's, but... Below it, just say up north. Webby starts vandalizing the front of the smithy. You open the door and you hear the little bell like jingle, and immediately you just hear, "Oh, hello, hello, welcome back, sirs. Hi, I have your, I have your awesome um, dagger. Do you want it? <laughs> yes. <laughs> what was your name again? <laughs> My name's Shixwell Dry, sir. I'm I'm an elf from a much smaller community up north, but I move here now. Hey, Shixwell Dry. Have you ever <laughs> yes been yes hello? Have you ever been trash canned before? Oh, that's my favorite activity. It's the best compliment anyone can give me by telling me that my small stature can fit into a trash can, and therefore it's easier to hide me. At least that's what all my school friends used to say. I hope someday you would give me the pleasure of doing so to you. Your dagger is pretty sweet looking. He definitely like forged this rod uh, into a dagger shape. Um, it's only sharp on one end and it's got like, like a, yeah, leather wrap essentially on the hilt. And you realize that the hilt is not actually attached to the dagger. You take it and it like, it stays that way. Uh, the, the blade is actually like, it's held in, it looks like it's held in place as if it were attached to the hilt. It's, it's float, you can like put your fingers through it and everything. I don't know what happened when I was forging this, but as I was doing it, uh, a, a, a gold cloud descended on, on my forge for just a little bit, and I found when I was testing it for quality later that you can strike double fast, and so that means that if you attack with a stagger, you're going to get an extra attack. And does it still um, whisper to me? Yes. Okay. I do have a GM question for you. One of my mm -hmm. spells captures a soul in a cage. Can this replace that cage as the material component? So that is some great yeah. flair right there. I love that so much. Kind of sheath it to my strap going around my shoulder so I can hear it if, it if it ever whispers to me. Do you need any more assistance? Do you need anything else? Can I do anything else for you? Do you know how to make magic carpets? Oh boy, I wish I did. Uh, unfortunately, the artificer who used to know how to enchant carpets that way, he died some time ago. I believe that the, the last of his carpets belonged to the Senjak house. Did you know that they're not really carpets? They're actually attached to boards? What? To make them more sturdy for the old people who have to ride on them. Oh, that's nice. Alright, well thanks for the dagger. Yes, you're welcome. And if, in, in your travels, if you come across my cousin, Thaduin, please tell him hello from me. Can I turn to the rest of the party? Have, have we met a Thaduin? Yeah, go ahead and roll history. That That's a good history check. Ugh. Uh, no, you, no, that name doesn't ring a bell. Oh. Uh, no, that name doesn't ring a bell. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Um, oh, you know what, Webby? Hang on a second, Webby. Oh, no. Hang on just a second, my man. As a wizard, you study a lot of books. Um, and because you're like, you're actively thinking about this, right? Um, you remember coming across in many libraries that you've been in around the world. They sort their books by the Thaduin decibel system. Before we go, what do you guys think of this Primark? Do you think he's trouble or do you think he's good? 
Well, he's only been here three weeks, which I was of the mind that he's been here longer, so who knows where his allegiances really are. That guy who had introduced himself as Tilden, um, he comes back up to you and uh, and he's like, Oh, hey, you guys, um, you guys are all ready? You want to go, you want to go meet the Primarch? Is this like a big house or a castle or fortress or? Oh, there's, it's like a tent city. You go out like through the main gate. Uh, it looks like they're kind of roughing it. Everybody who's out there, there's a lot of people, like a lot more people than you might have been expecting. Are there like, you know, weapons or does it look like a military with high security or is it? Uh, most, mostly just regular people. You do see some weapons around. Um, but it doesn't look like, it looks like people who maybe have stopped in, adventurers kind of like you guys, who've like stopped in for a meal with friends or something like that. So Tilden leads you guys up to like uh, a slightly larger than normal tent. He stands you at the front um, and there's nobody guarding the door. Um, and he's just like, he goes, if you just, uh, if you guys just wait here for a little bit, um, he'll he'll be in, he'll, he'll, he'll have you shortly. His, his emissary will come out and get you. Why is the... Primark, you know, intense city and all that. Yeah, I don't think this guy has any real power in the area outside of his money and influence. Do the changelings, they don't have their own Primark? That's the thing, I don't, I don't think he's a part of any, like, local power or government at all. I guess that's my question, is, is this some sort of mercenary folk? It doesn't look that way. It looks almost Utopia-esque. Uh, Webby did notice that Tilden uh, walked around the backside of the tent. But Gob, you you also you're noticing like there's something about all of this that's that feels familiar-ish to you, and and I'm I'm not saying that to like it's you're not getting creepy vibes from it. Like this isn't like something that your mom, you know. There's nothing that you recognize like of of Zanatha or anything like that. Um, but there's there's a weird weird familiarity to it. To the way things are, are moving, uh, there's like a, like a, almost a personality to the community here, um, and kind of as you're you're trying to put your finger on it, um, the tent flap opens and Tilden walks, while like pokes his head out and he's like, "Hey, uh, you guys can come on in now." <laughs> the Primark, the Primark will see you. That familiar feeling you're talking about put me more at ease or more on edge. You're not really sure why, but it feels friendly to you. You walk in to the tent. Um, Tilden walks you into like a, a like a, a, a partition, um, and there's no one in there. And then he walks in and he's like, "Hey, um, yeah, so surprise, like I'm I'm the Primark." What the hell? Um, <laughs> yeah, sorry, yeah, sorry for all like the cloak and dagger. Um, and he like he's kind of like looking at all of you guys. He, like takes you in one by one. He's like, "I just you know it's it's been it's been a long road getting here, and I I can't be too sure." about who's who are you on the run from something no 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 i'm not really on the run roll not perception uh the other one insight <laughs> insight thank you <laughs> man i'm is so bad with my skills today perception gob and roran you guys you guys see that tilden's kind of regarding you guys with like a weird familiarity and when his eyes pass over landis he kind of like you see him like kind of like give a, a sharp intake of breath real quick um, but other than that, he keeps his cool. No, I'm not, I'm not on the run. Just, um, you know, I thought maybe I could do some good in the world, uh, other than what I was doing before. And he's like, please, please don't hate me for what I'm about to do. And he like, he sort of like starts to, um, melt a little bit in front of your eyes. Oh, Jesus. You see his skin <laughs> and <streaks>. structure, <laughs> skin and structure starts to reform. And in front of you stands Doc. Oh. What? <laughs> what do I have to roll to give Doc a hug? Let's hug it out, bitch. So, what's up, my dudes? Dude, it has been a long time, Doc. Where have you been? You know, just building up a, a city, trying to help out some folks with all that gold that I have. I basically have a self-generating ATM machine, if you guys remember correctly. Every day I get to turn rocks into gold. Tell me how things been going with you guys. We've had a crazy couple of days, let me tell you that. So what, what brings you up to Harpcry exactly? Right, got your attention? or? Uh, well, to be honest, I wasn't so sure about some of the things that I had originally heard up here. So I came up here first uh, in the intention to start to help out and kind of gather my, my own personal army and kind of hide in plain view until I got kind of some more information on, on the Shrike's Temple. 
uh, before I kind of made my final decision on how I was going to react to Thin. What, what's what's with this uh, quiet dude over here? Everyone, um, make a perception check as you look at Landis. You guys notice that he's like clenching his fists? Um, and there's a part of you that remembers way back when you guys were in Kitch's uh, wizard tower and he saw the doppelgangers that he like just he I think he climbed on top of one and stabbed it like for 20 minutes until you guys finally pulled him off oh he's one of the good ones so you know there's tears in Landis's eyes uh okay don't cry now well there's another reason why I brought you guys here because I, I kind of needed to know what what uh, information maybe you had you guys had uh, heard, you know, around the old water cooler, so to speak. I'm really torn between either helping the Shrikes Temple, they've approached my quote-unquote emissaries, and um, I've been trying to get as much information as I can, and I, I'm still a little bit shaky on whether or not I'm going to help these guys. So I've positioned myself to where I could either defend myself within Hiawan against the strike and um i'm building my navy and um also so i've started to help them uh but i haven't really gone the full bend the knee so this strike temple it's that same strike we saw over in cloudhenge right right like a form or an avatar of it mm-hmm i we'll don't it. think that was friendly to us. Why exactly would you want to work with them, Doc? Well, I haven't exactly gotten the full information on, on what they're trying to do, what they're trying to accomplish. So I haven't really decided it whether or not their intentions are for the greater good or bad at large. Well, we have gathered some information. It's my understanding they're trying to summon Ichabar to eat our entire existence. I mean, the, the strike serves Quark. You have to know that Quark is interested in a, a great conflict. That's that's all he cares about. Having inside information on the strike's temple is not a bad idea, but I have to imagine they're all fanatics there. Yeah, just be careful, Doc. Roran would say is go with caution. I don't know what you're going to decide, Doc, but I strongly go against actually siding with anyone from the strike's temple. I'm sure the information and possible sabotage would be nice and would be my preference, but I wouldn't trust them to have any sense of greater good for the rest of the world. And I'd say that these are blindly following the will of Korg just to bring death and destruction to our planet. But we have, like, there's so many things we can do, you know, to solve Korak's past mystery, uh, to find Gob's mother. Yeah, I think there was a there should be a teleportation um, circle somewhere near here that maybe can lead us to Zanatha. Wait, Doc, do you know anything about right? about Zanatha or her her armies spread across the land? Uh, Zanatha, no. I guess uh, one of the last things I'll I'll have to ask you guys is that uh, skin turns like a little bit uh, of a a uh, darkish like alabaster blue and walks up to uh to landis and uh kind of grabs one side of his face and turns towards him all of a sudden doc just kind of drops to his knees and hugs landis at the waist and just starts crying and then landis looks down he just breaks down into tears as well you hear landis speak uh his first words ever out loud dear god I'm glad you're alive. Look at you. Your mother would be proud. Landis, that's your son? Doc, you're his father. What? I came in like a uh, Roran takes a step outside this tent. <laughs> yeah, I was going kind of awkward too, yeah. <laughs> Mr. Webby gets on the ceiling? Of the tent? <laughs> oh, wait, no. You can't do that. The tent does not fall over. Nobody can see Doc like this. <laughs> Man, I'm really sorry, but that <laughs> tent falls over. <laughs> oh, jeez. I'm really I, speechless. I don't know yeah. what to say. Like, can we, like, all have dinner together and talk about what the hell is happening right now? 
Uh, yeah, and you sit down and you have a, like a pretty decent meal for dinner. Like, oh, oh thank you, Jeffrey. Jeffrey, thank you, thank you. Um, oh, Webby, you'll be excited for this. Uh, Jeffrey's brought you that magic carpet you wanted. <gasps> oh, thank you, Jeffrey. I'm going to be having dinner with my guests for the rest of the evening. Uh, so if you guys wouldn't mind uh, not bothering us, Jeffrey bows lightly and says. Of course, sir. <laughs> but feel, feel free to uh, have a few pigs brought in, and uh, you amongst the rest of the men have a great evening. Thank you, sir. We will, as always. Have a great evening. Uh, and before he leaves, Jeffrey says, um, Sir, it appears that the Warforged Sabaton is on the outskirts of the camp again. Would you like me to shoo him off? Uh, yes, uh, dis- dispatch with him, Jeffrey. That would be great. Thank you. Uh, Jeffrey, Jeffrey. Uh, do you yes, have- Master Master Nurabrero. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't happen to be related to anyone named Jenkins, are you? Well, Doc Landis, maybe you should explain how you know each other. Well, guys, as you heard in the astral plane, you had a very brief glimpse of the tragedy that. Uh, came befell me uh, earlier in my life. Uh, but the beginning of the story really starts with me meeting Doc's mom. I was a pretty shy kid growing up. I wanted to be like my father, who was a great warrior. Um, and that's all I ever thought about. And that's all I ever did was planning, learning everything that I could. But in doing that, I was pretty much a loner going up in school. The only friends I had weren't really friends. They were more like teammates on the football field. We were all just uh, working towards a common goal, but we weren't really friends. That kind of all changed when I met Doc's mom. I could tell we were kind of kindred spirits. I was smitten with her just from the moment she walked into the room. She too had a little bit of a dark aura about her, but at the same time, she broke the shell that I was in and I kind of learned to laugh. Eventually, we both didn't have any secrets between us, but she did reveal to me her mother was raped and killed by doppelgangers and she is half doppelganger herself. So she wasn't a full high elf. And that's really what made her a little bit more quiet around the rest of us when we first met is that she was ashamed by this and that's that's what uh, was the reason why she felt comfortable around me is I was the only other uncomfortable person and we were quiet. And as uh, time went on, uh, I learned also that she wasn't um, um, oh, I'm sorry. Let me back up. I misremembered her backstory. Or I found out that her mother and father weren't actually her mother and father. It was her aunt and uncle that had raised her. When we were old enough, we married, and she was scared to have a child uh, with me because she was worried that he or she would be a doppelganger as well. A sexy doppelganger, I might add. We were blessed to have two kids, boy and a girl, but unfortunately, Doc's sister was murdered because of mistakes that I had made. And since then, I thought that my whole family was murdered. And I had taken a vow of silence since that night and when I ran off, I looked for any sign of Doc 
thinking that maybe he had ran off into the forest. I had played hide and seek with him in that forest for every weekend that I could ever remember and just started started walking. I reached a monastery a, and was taken in by the monks, vowed to never speak again. But uh, upon finding Doc today, and he kind of grabs Doc and pulls him closer, I've uh, decided to break that vow because it's more important to carry on the relationship that I had had with my son from this moment on. And uh, wherever he goes, I, I'm going to go with him. Well, you couldn't have looked everywhere for me, Dad, because I didn't get very far. <laughs> <laughs> Would you all keep adventuring and fighting or helping the Shrike? Or are you guys, should this be resolved and you guys go off and try to be a family again? Well, now that uh, uh, I'm talking again, I've been kind of keeping some stuff down inadvertently. Like, I oh, we don't know. know if you guys realize, but there's a lot of shit going on in that gin forest that we all should probably be aware of. Well, we never seem to stay away from the Skull Forest for too long. Seems like that stuff's happening everywhere. The whole world seems to be falling apart. Some of the things that Landis will relate to you guys. Um, the the Jin Forest is full of ruins, which you guys do know. He witnessed uh, like huge towers floating, not even attached to the ground, but like floating above the ground. Um, and they looked like resplendent and brand new um almost as if they were in their original form and then uh something would flicker within the forest and then it would come crashing down he's pretty sure he's not entirely sure because he didn't stick around for very long but he's pretty sure he saw a tarasque nest and there was more than one night when he would be like racked with um visions while he was in there um and it was usually on nights where it was very stormy and one of the visions he remembers seeing um, very clearly was um, a vision of the gods uh, as you all know them. And some of this corresponds with the, the story that Tigid Tathal told you guys is that there's only one of the gods who is of the original 12. That was actually something that um, Landis had a vision about while he was in that forest was seeing um, 11 different faces and Garrisil. It's not like he's seen all of the gods as it is, um, but there was like this innate understanding that came with that. Um, and there was a name that he can't shake out of his head, and that name is Girithkar. Can I just do, I guess, a history check on Girithkar? The name Girithkar? The name Girithkar doesn't really mean anything to you guys. Um, even, like, searching back, even the wizards of this group, like, really racking their brains for um, what that might mean. Um, the only thing that you can possibly think of is that um, there are definitely, like, some old, old, old texts. Um, and specifically, like, Gob and Roran would remember some of this from, like, their studies. I guess Korak from different types of studies. Has anyone other than Landis said that name out loud? I'll say it as I'm trying to mull it over and figure it out. Uh, okay, so yeah, you say Girithkar, and there's like a, like a shock runs through you, um, like to the point where you actually like jump up in your seat and you feel like a little bit of your strength has gone out of you. Um, and that like that hunger that, that you guys experience every time that you're sort of like overpowered by Ichabar, um, that hunger like returns to everybody. And there, there, there's literally like a two-minute span where everyone is just like uncontrollably shoving their faces with food. And that moment passes, and there's a part of you guys that like remembers that there's been some kind of older than myth. There is this idea that maybe um, the twelve gods you have aren't um, like the original gods of this world. Korak, your your obsidian gin object heats up a little bit and, and almost vibrates a little bit at the invocation of the name. The best way I can put it is that it, it, if that was a literal box that you were holding, 
with something inside of it, it feels like that thing inside of it is throwing itself against the walls. Feeling what I felt for what I know is my life, like saying this name, it, it does give me a shade of what I would experience when Ichabar would watch. Or There's like a visceral reaction from Ichabar when you invoke that name, um, but it's on a deeper level that you can't quite comprehend. This is some real shit, guys. And this name is separate from Garrisil? Yeah, seems yes. to be. Somehow I feel like this is all related to Korak's past. Yeah, we gotta we gotta delve deep into that one too. This may be the god that has been after the djinn. What if our favorite eye in the sky that was ba- basically he's the corrupted form of this older I god? See you. <laughs> Yeah, Mr. Sauron. <laughs> Possibly. Mr. Sauron! <laughs> yeah, what do we know about the Fortress of the Harpy? On the meta level, not a lot. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, from your your like day and a half spent in town and walking around, you know that like that's where like the Emperor of Harpcry resides. Wait, Harpcry has um, its own Emperor? If Korak had ever asked anyone that in all seriousness, um, they would have uh, laughed and said, no, he's the emperor of the entire southern reach of Iowan. That brings me to my next point is kind of just on a larger note. Like, I, I think we're missing the opportunity that we could essentially kind of plan a little bit more of the bigger picture here. A lot of what I'm planning relies on the fact that people don't know that I am who I am and who, like, every face that I wear. So not only will you guys get anything you ever need as far as supplies, men, materials, but if you guys need anything, you need only ask. Even before tonight, like, I've been thinking about who I am and my lineage and kind of was not proud of who I'd become. Anything that you guys need from here on out, like I said, it only takes a raven, and I'll be there. Not only are you literally my family, and he kind of hugs Do- or, uh, Landis, but you guys are the only family that I've ever had. You took in this misfit, and you guys have kind of changed me. And I am who I am because of the good that you guys have influenced me to be. Um, So from here on out, whatever we decide, I'll be there for you, no matter what it is. I trust you guys with my life. Zot, can you join us again? Travel with us? This whole region hinges on me being here. Like, Mm. I am a man of many faces. If the Strikes Temple's as bad as you say they are, I kind of have to milk everything I can for them, and if I need to, I can take them down within. And I feel like the greatest amount of help that I can give from here on out will to be to continue doing what I'm doing, but to do it in unison with what you guys find in what we're doing as a group. I have a feeling we'll leave a call on that support one day. Speaking of, should we meet up with Tully Voss? Yeah, I'm down for that. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, how would you guys want me to proceed from here on out? Like, what's your opinion? Like, should I go in it as manipulation? I think we'll still have to fight them in the end. I don't think they'll ever want peace or throughout the land. They'll bring in war. So... At this point, I'm basically trying to stall them, is really what it's going to come down to. Well, you have to know what they want to do with you. Uh, Stalling them would be ideal. Uh, Sabotaging them as best you can would be ideal. Um, But we need to know what their end goal is. Well, I think we need to find a lot of answers to a lot of the questions that we've been (laughs) facing. Like, who is this Garrus Carr, you know, who is uh, who is Korak? How old are you, Korak? <laughs> Wish I could tell you. <laughs> oh yeah, Doc, if you could find out that information, that'd be great. 
Well, first things first, uh, we all need to stay quiet as to who the Primarch is. You guys are the only ones that know. Secondly, I'm going to leave you guys my General Jeffrey instead of my dad. Um, I'll also leave you guys uh, my young stallboy, uh, Kenku, uh, to help uh, keep oh. track of your horses and make sure uh, that they're fed. And Gob, I'm going to leave you uh, one gift, but you have to promise me you'll wear it at all times. Otherwise, um, there's no point in you taking it. Landis, I'm, I'm glad you found Doc. I'll miss you. Miss you too, bro. Miss you too. There aren't any gray hooker bars here, Korak. I'm sorry. Only the young stuff. All right, all right. All right. Maybe we should go talk to your ex, though. <laughs> Speaking Why of ears. <laughs> Korak, do you want to go uh, fill in Tally Voss? See if she knows anything? You guys walk into the alien. Um, there's a familiar song playing, actually, in the background. Man, I wish Axel nice. was around for just old time's sake. Doc could just kidnap him and threaten to kill him. <laughs> well, he's not around, so I can actually sit with Tali, so I think I'm okay. Yeah. <laughs> there's, not, there's not, like, a fight that has to yeah. happen. Oh, my gosh. Between the two most charismatic people. <laughs> two most charismatic <laughs> motherfuckers in the world. <laughs> Um, oh, hey, Tally, how was the patrol? Um, it was productive. No, no, Korak, we're not going to start there. What the hell is this <laughs> you're talking about? I'm 1,500 years old? Hey, I want to know that story. Hey, so listen, um, when you think about, do you remember waking up on the islands out in the Keister Sea, out on that tower? Do you remember it much? I, yes, I can't shake the image. I was just speaking with Tyrek uh, not that long ago about it, actually. Um, and you can't remember much before it, right? No. And I want you to roll an insight on that. Okay. When it comes to people I've slept with, I know them pretty well! Um, yeah, she says no. Her posture indicates she's not being truthful. Her posture... <laughs> I'm sorry, can you repeat the question that you asked her though? I missed that. But she shared her knowledge of waking up out in the, uh, I forget the specific name, the islands out in the Keister Sea. There's, uh, it's a group of uh, rocks, and I think there's a large tower that I think it's kind of synonymous that we've discovered with uh, the rebirth of beings who aren't immortal, but also aren't mortal. And in our recent discoveries, I think Korak has probably been there more than he remembers, too. As a demigod, he has probably lived a much longer life than he realizes, and I think that's where his life starts over each time. And Tali at least seems to know a little bit more since she has woken up there at least once. You say your name is Tali, correct? These rude gentlemen have failed to introduce me. I, my name is Jeffrey. If you'd like... Uh, you can be reborn in my quarters any day. What the fuck <laughs> did you just say? We're gonna start a bar fight, yes! <laughs> oh, I've always wanted one! I decided Korak couldn't be the only sexual deviant in the group. <laughs> and she's like, Well, Jeffrey, um, you may refer to me as Guiaka, please. Because while the these crew know me by Tali, that is an old name of mine. My current name is Guiaka. They're allowed to call me that. You are not. Oh snap! Um, she she just like pointedly turns away. <laughs> Tali turns back to um Korak and well, honestly, like the rest of you guys. I would say now I place a hand on her shoulder and just kind of tilt my head and say, you know, Tali, I don't really understand what's going on in the world. And as you know, I don't know myself very well. And I like to imagine I knew you a little bit, but I'm starting to realize that's not the truth. But it, I think there's something about the two of us that could really help my friends and could help the people we care about. And if there's something you're remembering that you're not sharing with me, I respect that. But I would also press you to share a little bit more. 
she sort of sighs and she's just like, well, <sighs> yeah, I've been there, that island. Um, I've been there a lot, actually. Um, this isn't this isn't my first life. This isn't my second life. It's not even. I don't know if I would have time to count the amount of lives I've had. Korak. And to be quite frank, you are always there in all of them. So you don't always remember those past. You know you've had them. I mean, how much of your life do you remember with perfect clarity? Right now, the one life you remember having. You're not that old. Hmm. My thoughts have gone back to that that place out in Kaistrasi, and something about it is something's been racking my brain, and I'm not sure if I did it. To, I'm not too sure if I did it to myself. But I'm almost positive that there's something I didn't want myself to remember, and there's a reason why I can't remember past this this one life that I'm currently living. Wait, you don't you don't remember? Everything you don't remember all the not not even everything just the important bits of all the other lives we've had Korak we've built an empire together. I wish of memories. <laughs> <laughs> it hurts me to admit that. Yeah, it's they're a mystery to me, and I, I'd like to think that somebody did this to me, and that's why I can't remember, and that's what my ignorance is coming from. But there's something I can't shake that makes me think I forced myself to forget, and I don't know why. Well, at first I was thinking maybe it had just had to do with um, you were suffering from the the from just waking up into a new life, but that wears off not after not that long. Did you you said you did something to keep yourself from remembering? Because it took me years, Korak. It took me the better part of my adult life to remember myself, and that life that you and I had together in in Master's Point that didn't end so great. That was before I knew I remembered who I was. But you're telling me you don't remember who you are. No, I don't remember who I am. I know a little bit about my family, and I know about maybe what my goals used to be, but I have a specific image of that island, and I have a physical pain in my head, which makes me think there's there's something actually locking those memories as... Silly as that sounds. You you realize this means I have all the power over you, right? I could tell you whatever I want, and it would be true. <laughs> I'm okay with that. I would. It's a little embarrassing to admit how long I've lived. I mean, if you did something to yourself to keep you from knowing you, it's not like you have anything to be embarrassed about. You Clearly, you had a reason. And quite frankly, Korak, if... You made the decision to hide these things from yourself. I can't in good conscience just go babbling about what that might have been. I don't know. You clearly had a reason for it. That seems like a silly good conscience in Roran's personal opinion. Well, I guess the only question I would have for you is in your memories of, you know, this this empire of memories that we had, did I ever have my book of Ichabod? Before my current life. Yes. I did? Yes. Yes, you did. Okay. Okay. Well, that makes me think that my current life is a failed attempt to cut them off from us. Ichabar has been a part of your life for a very, very long time. Not always as a patron. This is one of maybe two times that I can remember that you took him as a patron. And she, like, stops for a second. She's like, he's not still your patron, is he? No, actually, I've been, uh... I don't imagine this is the first time I've been aware of it, but I do actually know, you know who father is, and I actually kind of know where my powers come from now, and I've formed a pact with him, more or less. You gave up Ichabar and instead forged a pact with your father. Yes. You've done some brash things, and in your previous lives before Korak, but that really sucks. And she's like, you can see her like just shutting down. She's just like, she's just like, uh, this con this conversation has turned a corner that she's no longer willing to walk down. Korak, there's a lot of things, you know, in, in our previous lives that we've done that haven't been the smartest decisions. Most of them can be repaired just through time or other people 
you know, working to fix them. A lot of the stuff we do is not permanent. That's the, this is the first time, my God, Garrisil? She's like freaked out. Do you know something about Garrisil that I don't? Because again, I have to remind you, I only know him in this life. What did he promise you would find here? What do you think I'm always after? Money, power. With Ichabar, I thought I had power. I thought I had security. I thought I had my own means. But when I came to, I realized that he was using me. And when I found out my true lineage, and I saw the power that came with my father, I took up his path, which has been nothing but a pursuit of power and knowledge. Garrisil is the only one who actually fears Ichabar and is trying to do something about it. There's a reason that you're here now. Mm -hmm. You have business here. I personally was interesting in the tiefling commune out here, as I'm still confused and trying to figure out where it was exactly I used to belong, which is where I stumbled upon. Apparently, I have a very interesting likeness to somebody who's 1,500 years old. That's probably from one of your previous lives. Sure. That shouldn't, I mean, that shouldn't come across as a surprise to you. I, I was in that picture, right? I mean, I've, I think I've seen that picture. That's us with Kirk and Senjak. Yes, yeah, that was the one. But you have to understand, that was my first time seeing it in this context. That was the first time that you and I died together. When you kind of, like, touch on that memory again, that you got this flash of, there's a familiarity to what you're seeing, and it is, like, it is the Fortress of the Harpy that you remember. It was the beginnings of Harp Cry, the, like, the foundation of the city, uh, and you were there that night, and, and Tali was next to you, um, and then it was shortly after that, like, that you were both um, lying wounded in the mud, um, bleeding out, and you could hear um, Korg uh, laughing jubilantly, you know, just in this, like, booming tone across the sky as his um, raiders moved to take the city. Um, but it was because, uh, and then some, so I guess so then some more of this memory starts to kind of bleed into you. Um, and that you remember that it was because of the sacrifice that you and Tali made to throw yourselves in front of the enemy to give them a, you know, what they uh, considered to be a swift and easy victory made them reckless. And that's what led Kirk and Senjak to um, actually take the victory and mm. defend the city and, and go on to found it. And so you two became something of heroes for that action. Um, real quick, I want to visit what this is that Kava's doing because this could be really interesting. So you're just you're just gonna take like the surface thoughts? Yeah, I think that's all I can handle at this point. I want to get her um, her reaction on freaking out, but also like as much as I can to know what she knows of Korak's past. Korak said, "My pact is with Garrisil now." Yeah. She heard that and she said that really sucks. And what was on her mind at that moment was, "Don't you know she, that he killed your mother?" <laughs> That's that's the immediate thought that you get from her. So I guess as soon as she said that, she knows that she failed this like saving throw. Um, and so she does like glance around the table and when she sees that it's Roran, she kind of just like like it's out there and and she's a prag she's a pragmatist, is that pragmatist? Yes. Yeah, pragmatist. That's um and then she had there's another thought says um Korak isn't a an amalgamation of god and man because his mother was Heron Pret. Um, and as soon as that, like, is known, the, the Song of Waskull begins to, like, kind of... Oh, it's about the song. Can I be patrons with somebody who doesn't lie to my face? <laughs> no. God damn it! I don't want to be a warlock anymore! This sucks! <laughs> That's why I believe in science. <laughs> <laughs> Silence falls at the table, and Tali's just sitting there, like, it looks like she's fighting back tears um, and not like she's about to burst into like hysterical sobbing or anything like that. She just looks really, really sorry for you, Korak. I think I would glean from her reaction and where her passion's coming from that there's something about Garrisil that I don't understand. And I think, I think I would address her and the party and just kind of undress or address. <laughs> I'm talking about me, not her. <laughs> um, that the memories I do have of being with Tali were a life I wish I could have kept forever. But because of my insecurities and because of my weakness, I felt like I lost her. 
and seeing her become upset with something that I don't remember and I don't understand. But I feel like Korak feels like he's starting over from square one again at this moment in time. And he feels very vulnerable and he feels very weak. And I think he would dismiss himself for the night and leave the party. Kava, do you remember that the, um, like the mountain that Pleth sent to talk to you told you to seek out someone who's calling themselves Guyaka? I might have to take some of that old audio and like tack it on to the beginning of this one as like a remember when? This prairie has stood for millennia undisturbed. What knowledge do you seek? I seek the favor of Flat. My name is Roran Mirabial. And I come back. Seeking signs from Pleth. Uh, the, the thing says, uh... You seek to go home. Yes, I do. To earn the blessing of Pleth, cure the changelands. To do this, seek the blessing... <laughs> wait, wait. Seek the partnership of one named Guyaka. Would you like, Would you like a sandwich? <laughs> the, I think it laughs, <laughs> and then begins to like slowly kind of shift back down into its um, like resting place and it just says fear not child you are on the right path can you, can you get Pleth a sandwich for me <laughs> the, the stony arm reaches out and grabs the sandwich and just pulls it in and then just lays on top of it <laughs> and then at the top of the <laughs> at the top of the rock a tree sprouts <laughs> and uh and there's, <laughs> there's some fruits on it that um they're they're meaty like I mean they're not like the fruit they're fruit fruit but um when you bite into them they taste like beef Okay, well, Roran kind of just, uh, distant, like, uh, what's the word? Mindlessly distances himself from what's going on at the table and just, like, whispers to himself, Guiaka. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, she looks up and she's like, what? Pleth told me to find you. That's super weird. Um, and she's like, she's saying that to, like, try and remain light, but you can tell, like, She's actually being a little bit, like, distant with you because she's not happy that you were, like, reading her thoughts just now. If Pleth sent you to find me, then there must be something up. If, have you been here long enough to know how this blight started? But I came here seeking closure for the death of the Fantark because I knew that something had changed, and when something changes in my father's domain, it affects me. Now that that's sort of tied up, I, I'm i going to continue um, staying around here because, yeah, investigating the Changelands was another big part of uh, of being able to help out the the Iron Vigil and the Mantle of Light. Um, they're all looking into this because this is this is very bad. And we, we've figured out, well, I've figured out that it had something to do with whatever this Zenatha the Loyal is doing. Um, and she kind of like furtively glances at Gob, and she's just like, "Sorry, I, I you know, I, I know she's your your mother, but no, no, no it's fine." Guyaka, do you know the name Arden? He was a he was a, a friend of of mine back when I was just part of um, Bellator's brigands, uh, and the last that I had heard about him was that he was he was living in um, Tyakos. He was never um, he was never a deviant or anything like that, not that I remember. Is he, is he giving you trouble? Only giving me enough trouble to not, well, to avoid home, in a sense. Do we need to look into him? Because I can have my people bring him here. That's not a problem. We're, <laughs> we're everywhere. Well, it may be a conflict I'm not ready to encounter yet. I need to know what he is saying to people about me. Okay. And about Pleth. Guyaka, <laughs> can I ask you a question? Of course. What happens when you die? She's silent for a long time, 
almost to the point where you think maybe she's like forgotten that you asked her a question. And she looks up at you and she's like, I think, I don't know, to be honest, Gob, but I think that if this is my last life, I am okay with that. With everything that's happened, with Ichabar coming, with with Korg getting out of hand, and the Shrike demanding the, the ultimate conflict, I think this could be the best life. And if that's the case, if it's my last life, yeah, I think I'm okay with that. Nobody else gets second chances, and I've had plenty. So I'll make this one count. I hope you make your sacrifice worth it. It was worth it just to get the song going again. My my father's song, The Avatar of Lost Gold, getting that out out into the world again was, was absolutely crucial. She, um... She buys one more round for the table, and she's like, look, there's been a lot of information that's been passed around tonight. There's been a lot to digest here. I'm going to go, and I'm going to go check on Korak. Um, and she stands up, and she's like, make sure you rest up, because uh, I believe the Emperor wants to see you tomorrow. Um, yeah, and I think uh, I think that's where we'll end tonight, just because this has been like... Super lore heavy once again. Mm -hmm. So, um, holy crap, so much. <laughs> yeah, that was a lot more than I thought we were gonna get. Holy shit. Yeah, thanks, thanks you guys for sticking out. I know we have the time change and everything, so I, I understand this can't be easy for everybody, but Dude, thank you guys, guys so much. And just let me know if I ever getting a little too hot and heavy on the, the no, that was so no. good. No, that was great. It's yeah.